Good day. Welcome to High Noon if you're in the central part of the, the continent here. This is Dr. Kelly. This is the Grand Jury Reawakening, and there is no other show like this anywhere. Okay? A lot of contests, and they're, uh, they're never in the courtroom. That's a, a fallacy. Don't fall down that uh, trap. Don't fall into it. Don't fall down that dry well. Check it out. Some contests, they start, they start the contest with, uh, let's do the, let's French as you wish, you know, and a gesture of the hand. Sometimes it's a pistol when you're going to run or do something, which is really stupid because then that can sometimes, if you're weak and your adrenals are weak, and your body's weak, uh, you might go into fight or flight. And so as a doctor, I'm not going to give you malarkey. I'm going to give you the facts. So it is the 19th of March, 2022, and we just had some, like, narnar full moon, and uh, there's so much going on, but I'm just going to get right to it here. Uh, that's uh, so annoying and embarrassing when uh, people try to turn RBN into an infomercial. And so that ain't going to happen here. And unless your name is Ellen Vaughn and you're, uh, uh, you're writing the authorized biography of my shenanigans, then you can talk about me. You can write about me. You, uh, but if not... I don't, I'm not endorsing anything unless you're my sponsor. And so uh, what I'm going to do is bring you some papers that the FDA ordered destroyed uh, because you good doctors, meaning my good naturopaths, my good medical doctors, my good osteopaths, my good oriental medical doctors, and uh, all, you know, those people, doctors of dental science, perhaps, uh, want to discuss those things. And I do. I will bring you things that the FDA ordered destroyed because I'm the doctor in the conversation. I give the orders. I have the agenda. You're not going to, you know, I don't take your calls. You can call RBN and donate. Cool. But during the commercials, not during the show here. And we're going to get down to business. And these are articles and references from none other than Royal Lee, Doctor of Dental Science. Yeah, the Vitamin News, really good stuff. Uh, just incredible feast of wisdom and knowledge. And I love how he calls the death food store what it is, the death food store. And people make the mistake of wanting to spark up a conversation and talk about the, the death food store and call it the health food store. And I will motion with one hand to the 12-foot-high aisle, floor-to-ceiling, loaded with plastic bottles, loaded with pills. If you're British or you're black, it's pills. If you're whatever, it's a pill. Pills. Pills and pills and potions and lotions. And that's not the health food store. That's the death food store. So back to the, the main issues here. Yeah. Uh, really so much, um, so much great things to cover. Um, Let's see. Oh, another interesting thing I noticed in my research and, and reading, because the Gutenberg Printing Press brought us the gift of movable typeset in multiple languages. What a beautiful, witty invention. Thank you. Thank you, Herr Gutenberg. And, um, wow. Uh, now, apparently... I hear that the DMV in California is giving a test in 35 languages. Now, 
no foreign entanglements, friends with everybody, and that's the end of that. A little news update. Yeah, state of California uh, used to be the republic. English was the official language. And, uh, yeah, that's um, the, the signs are mostly in English, and let's stick to that as the official language because that's what you're speaking to if you go into federal court, if you're ready to go into federal court. If you have to give notice once and then you have to say, hey, didn't you notice my notice? Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, once again, uh, there are too many criminals to list, too many uh, bad things going on, so I'm going to focus on the good and speak only those words. So, again, I really appreciate your local observations and descriptions. Make sure that when uh, you want to fully identify somebody, a man or a woman, following background data should be obtained and printed, you know, like a wanted poster, maybe get their picture on there, you know, get old Frank Miller, get their picture on there, and what's the reward? Make sure you pay for the funeral out of the reward. And so, um, yeah, there's a long list. You can get that in the Fundamentals of Criminal Investigation. Hopefully you won't have to do any criminal investigation, but sometimes life does call you to step up to the plate and to be the grand juror, to be the regular grand juror, to investigate the government, to report, to recommend, and to give commendation when they deserve it, when they're doing it good and right. And you're getting the bang for your buck in your county. And you're not getting plundered by some idiots that swore the oath and maybe forgot about it, but you know what, they'll get to deal with it in the very near future. Let's see. Popping over to, yeah, um, trying to locate a local laboratory that can do the high-pressure liquid chromatography and the mass spectroscopy, uh, because those are very wonderful for evidentiary, um, what shall we say, uh, documentation of different uh, botanicals. You know, like we've got the Merck Index. That was really cool to see Royal Lee checking that out for his reference material, like he was using the fourth edition. And um, just love science and scientists and people that do the work and don't try to ride on the coattails of others and pose and all that nonsense is just ridiculous. Give me some oats, Wilbur. <laughs> and, um, you know, horses have a lot of sense. And farmers have a lot of tremendous sense. Veterinarians and um, read all kinds of wonderful things in the literature from Royal Lee, Beauchamp, and Dr. Price. And um, wow, what a, oh, it's a great time to be alive. And um, I'm hoping to have James in the, in the corral here. And um, how's it going, Mr. Cole? Yeah, I'm here. Uh, howdy, I'm just chasing uh, my lion around. He came in and... Uh, uh, it's, it seems like about two weeks since we did this show, but it's only been a week. There's been a lot of things discussed in the last week. And um, I tried to uh, take part in some of, the, some of the discussions. And I got shot down by some so-called experts. It's okay, it's okay. And, uh, we don't, we're, we're names that aren't worth mentioning. And you know what? That's why you're my co-host. You're my shotgun rider. You go, we're on the Wells Fargo stagecoach with the with the double barrel and maybe even a triple barrel with a little 17, you know, a little stinger and a double barrel shotgun. So uh, feel free to just hop in and give us the goods. Give us the give us the goods. <laughs> and thank you for it. Well, I uh, 
Yeah, well, I I introduced a, a guy's name here on the network, and I'm sure no one ever really heard of him. And that was John J. Mearsheimer. And then uh, after uh, a while, I'm hearing his name mentioned by other talk show hosts on other networks. And, oh, yeah. Uh, oh, it's it's prophetic. Yeah. And I want to I wanna, um, hop right in and thank you for that, James. And, and it bears a, more than an honorable mention that quite a few of the topics that we discuss in this short, sweet hour of this indoor soccer game that we do, uh, quite a few of these topics come up uh, weeks, days, hours, months, if not years later. And and it's funny, people trying to copycat, but I I recognize it because I do have that, that photographic memory. And um, yeah, I'll be I'll be knocking some of those out of the park as we go here. So yeah, yeah, continue. Well, I uh, I think there's a lot of, uh, of course, uh, this whole Russia thing has got people uh, worried. Of course, they're watching their TV. And um, uh, apparently uh, there's some kind of, a, uh, you know, everybody's armchairing what's going to happen, right? Yeah, and, but we uh, don't care because anybody well. that's sitting in an armchair is on there constantly expanding derriere, as my stepdad would say, and... Uh, my buddy, Brother Dan, who drives a fuel truck, stuck a hatchet in his television quite some time ago to get victory over that thing, and I got rid of mine in 1990, and uh, I want to stick to the goods, you know? Like, I, dude, you're so prophetic. I mean, um, we're getting letters and, and support from our local audience here at, uh, at Republic Broadcasting Network, and they're so appreciative of what we're doing and uh you know the fact that there are shoes and boots on the ground in the laboratory in the clinic treating patients and i have a lot of freedom and leeway now that i'm not serving on the grand jury and now that i'm not uh, i kind of retired the paper license in the meantime on a little sabbatical here until maybe i can do some missionary service work like my buddies in the Christian Chiropractors Association. And um, I just, you know, really appreciate your um, your observations and your input. And so uh, apologies for that. But, yeah, it's just it's really interesting that that we bring these topics up and then, you know, these people and we're discussing uh, great, um, you know, profound Béchamp, Lee and Pottinger and Price and you know that I've got these bulletins talking about how they had automobiles going 35 miles an hour and that the uh, the the stupid ninnies the nannies the sissies that be were like oh no we're gonna institute these red flag laws and you can't go more than five miles an hour and this was way back in the day. I'll give exact dates when I uh, go over these documents. And so, apologies. Back to you. <laughs> right. So, uh, with everybody uh, upset and up in arms and all, I uh, I mentioned a paper that Mearsheimer did in 2015 called "Why the Ukraine is the West's Fault." All right. So, uh, I. You know, I mentioned it to people, and I don't know if they looked it up, but uh, the uh, people like Mearsheimer, and uh, they knew about this uh, years before it was going to happen. They have various uh, various theories to uh, uh, to uh, work out what will happen in the future. One, of course, is what's called neorealism. Neorealism was... Uh, brought about <clears throat> by people such as Kenneth N. Waltz out of Columbia University who wrote the book uh, Man, the State, and War. He did that one back in the uh, 50s, and then he did another book called Theory of International Politics. And uh, this was simply, the second book was to uh, put a finer touch on the first book. And uh, the key concept 
uh, in uh, neorealism in his uh, writings is what's called anarchy. State of anarchy exists between states like uh, the United States, Russia, and China, and of course other states. And that is to say, when we mean anarchy, it means that there's nobody out there to be the sheriff or the marshal <laughs> to tell countries you've been bad and you know you've got to stay inside you're grounded something like that so um, there's nobody out there to uh to force states to do what they want to do so in that state of anarchy then you have to consider that situation when you're talking about what's going to happen when uh, one state starts to bully another state you see and um it's uh there is a science to it. It's not exact exactly, but uh, it does follow the laws of entropy. Uh, entropy among nations is always going up. It, it never goes backward. So, um, and then there were other discussions on the radio. Uh, people were talking about a concept like communitarianism, right? This is a big one. And, uh, I yeah, did some research and I'm just going to skip on all of that because I really want to get to the cool <laughs> stuff, like uh, right. the, the scientific stuff. Like, um, it's pretty cool how we've, you know, I've been the doctor's doctor and, and treating doctors and other professionals, and it's so interesting that oftentimes they fail to get a pre, well, that their doctors fail to require uh, a little set of, you know, a short list of CBC, Chem Panel, UA uh, before so that there's a, a snapshot and a photograph of what you're coming in with and then you can do your course of care and then get a, a post follow-up. And, um, you know, it's it's pretty cool being in the circle of doctors. I didn't, um, I don't think I had a single sick day uh, definitely not my first year in practice, uh, six days a week. And so, um, you know, it's just uh, I'm pretty sure that we want to hear and discuss the uh, the good things that we're doing and right. uh, not to get caught up in the, the ensnared in, <clears throat> in, you know, the things that are going on uh, outside of. Uh, I think that the listeners would really appreciate um, – like our being able to consistently come on and cover a couple of hours and have, you know, uh, sponsors cover the good, um, you know, items that that I would endorse and approve of and, um, you know, cover the cool, like, recipes and the Old West and all the good stuff. And um, it's uh, right. good you know, it's a, it's a great opportunity, and, and, you know, I just, I really appreciate the platform and the, the input from our, uh, from our good professional listeners out there. So, uh, so uh, yeah, as a doctor, then, you don't prescribe to the theory of shotgun therapy. <laughs> I don't know, shotguns sure. are leave for the trap range, and, and a funny, you know, another cool side note is it's really fun when you do this work, and it's almost more fun than it should be, but when you've done your homework, it's great fun. And somebody gave me the nickname Doc Star uh, quite some time ago, and and I thought, oh, actually, you know, it might come in handy if if and I decide to, to run for sheriff here and I am gathering the requisite information and will probably apply myself just as if, um, you know, 98% preparation, 2% opportunity, and uh, get prepared for uh, running for some sort of office to serve the people, be the senator so that we're not doing, so we're, that we're not having 35 languages at the Department of Motor Vehicles, so that we're not having 18 languages at the state level or any level and we're not giving away <clears throat> the people's money unless it's specifically agreed upon. <laughs> you know, uh, yeah, it's time to, to go back. I, I really love the Old West and that style, and I really dig ancient law. You know, like, uh, 
Great Britain, bring back, bring back, bring back, bring back your grand jury. Oh, please, oh, please. Great Britain, anybody flying the Union Jack, bring it back. <laughs> and, um, yeah, back to you, James. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, and then, of course, uh, I was hearing all about Antarctica this week, and I looked it up. Uh, <clears throat> since the year 2000, it is the beginning of the 21st century, there have been 57 visits to Antarctica. They got them listed on the Internet and who went and what happened. And uh, in the 20th century, there's over 100 visits, maybe more than 100. I didn't count them. I'd say probably at least 150. So um, I'm, I'm wondering what's going on here. People say, no, you can't go to Antarctica, but I see a list of people who do. So um, I'm I'm quite confused about that information. Uh, so uh, uh, that was one thing I noticed today, uh, this week, uh, because I've been trying to research things I'm hearing, and um, trying to look for uh, trying to look for some facts to see what the situation really is. And uh, I, again, I think uh, the problem with the polls is the Coriolis force. I think. Uh, I think airplane, uh, uh, what do you call it, pilots have trouble with that Coriolis force. So that's why they don't fly down to Antarctica that much, because then they'll have to figure out which way to turn the airplane <laughs> when they cross the pole. See? Oh, yeah. And, I uh, mean, I, I can hardly imagine navigating. Um, and, oh, yeah, I was going to have you talk, too, about um, the Southern Cross because there's also a yeah. fabulous university named after the Southern Cross. And can you describe your observation for uh, listeners here on the radio? Give us a, a picture maybe since you've uh, observed it. And, um, yeah, it's pretty fascinating. What a cool tourist destination to go surfing and fishing and hang out in Antarctica. It's the only place I haven't uh, met somebody from yet. <laughs> yeah, well, I I got off, uh, I took a flight from uh, Taiwan to uh, Switzerland via Singapore Airlines. And when you do that flight, usually they stop in Singapore and you can get out and uh, rent a car and go to this uh, hotshot seafood restaurant, which is what my buddies that I was traveling with wanted to do. And so we got out of the airplane um, and it was nighttime and uh, I was at the restaurant, and I looked up in this guy, and bingo, I saw it at about, um, I'd say, 45 degrees up. I'm, guess, I'm maybe a little higher, but no, no, not that high, about 45 degrees, and there it was. And um, I had never seen it before, but I, I heard about it. Uh, Stephen Stills wrote a song about the Southern Cross, actually, and I had a buddy in university he was an astronomy person, and, uh, you know, we talk about things like this. So once you get down to the equator, and Singapore is one degree off, one degree north, once you get down to the equator, the night sky is just not what... <laughs> it, it all flips, right? And uh, I suppose that you got to get out your flat earth book and figure out how you're going to uh, uh, deal with those facts. But anyway... Um, it's a, it's a thing to see, and uh, again, like I said, when when you're flying north or south uh, from the poles, right? when you're flying away from the pole, the, the velocity of rotation at the pole is zero. And as you fly over territory that's moving under you, you have to make sure that you uh, correct your, uh, your, <laughs> you correct your navigation. Otherwise, you'll miss where you're going. And... Um, I think that's the challenge of the Antarctic. Uh, and, oh, by the way, there is a scheduled flight from Geneva to Yellowknife in Canada. I checked this out, right? Some clown says, oh, I don't even think they have jet fuel up in Yellowknife. Oh, no, they got jet fuel. The Americans built a lot of airports and goodies up in northern Canada, so they got all the goodies they need. So there is a scheduled flight from Yellowknife to Geneva, and there are scheduled flights from Fargo, North Dakota, to Norway. When I was in Fargo studying, 
this is what was told to me. The sons of Norway go back ah. to Norway at least once a week, see? Oh, yeah. You're from Norway originally. <laughs> this is right down your heel. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah. 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 Now, wait a minute. Now, how are we going to get to okay. Norway uh, from uh, Fargo? Are we going to fly across the Atlantic Ocean and go a long, long way, right, and run out of gas? Or are we going to fly over the pole? No, hey, I'm going to port my ship on wheels <laughs> till I get to the mm-hmm. ocean, and then we are going to christen and celebrate and launch the ship. And, yes, my mm-hmm. ancestors are veggies for the most part, or right. Norwegian right. forest kitties, right. for sure. So, yeah, so I hear these guys talking about, oh, it must have been a dangerous flight because going all that way over the Atlantic Ocean, no, man. You go over the pole, right? You you know what I'm saying, see? So I've been hearing all kinds of weird stuff, but hey, okay, everyone's entitled to their opinion, and that's exactly what it is, an opinion. Uh, yeah, right on, but we got Here the facts, baby. We got the facts, and we'll be right <laughs> back. This is Dr. Kelly and James with the Grand Jury Reawakening. Go ahead and uh, call in to support RBN, and thank you. We'll see you on the other side of this break. You are tuned in to the Republic Broadcasting Network. Visit our website by going to republicbroadcasting.org. My name is John. I'm the founder of Blackout Coffee, and I started uh, Blackout because I really love coffee. I've always loved coffee, and after traveling so much to Europe, South America, and trying so many different coffees that were so good, and uh, every time I came back, uh, to the U.S., I was so disappointed with the coffee, so I figured that I had to do something about it. The biggest difference is really is on the beans and the roasting process, how we roast it, and how fresh it is. The fresher the roast, the better the quality. Here I have like all, all of the coffee. It's roasted within one to two days prior to being shipped. So it literally gets to consumers' house within three to five days after being roasted. If you like coffee... You have to try ours. It's fresh roasted. It's one of the best beans that we can get. And you will definitely see the difference. Visit blackoutcoffee.com and use the coupon code REPUB10. That's REPUB10. Here at Republic Broadcasting Network, we have been building our online store. Well, we have been focusing on bringing you the best talk show host in the country, Here at Republic Broadcasting Network, we also want our listeners to have products they can use every day and in times of emergency. We have added new products each week to our store. Your support of this network, plus products at the best prices, is a win-win situation. Check out our new store. Go to our website, republicbroadcasting.org, and click on the online store located at the top of our website. Together, we can continue to grow RBN and help our listeners prepare for the future. Go to republicbroadcasting.org and click on our online store or call us. 800-724-2719, extension 3. 800-724-2719, extension 3. Extendivite 7 Herb Formulation is approved to help maintain cardiovascular health and help lower blood lipid levels in adults. Extendivite is made from hawthorn, garlic, valerian, cayenne, bilberry, ginkgo biloba, and milk thistle. The herbs at Extendivite have been chosen for their ability to help with overall health. Many people have reported improved energy and stamina in just a few months. If you think you could feel just a little bit better, then Extendivite may just be for you. Extendivite is an all-natural supplement. Extendivite is only $69.95 for a two-month supply. To order, call 1-877-928-8822 or visit heartdrop.com. That's H-E-A-R-T. D-R-O-P dot com. Extend your life with Extend
Hey, welcome back to the Grand Jury Reawakening. This is high noon in the central part of the country here. This is your host, Dr. Kelly, and I've got a real special host guest, uh, James from Vancouver, and he was telling us about his observation of the Southern Cross, and it's really uh, important. So I want to um, focus on that again real quick before we move on and um one of my concerns is the interference of our right to celestial navigation, uh, the interference with the trespassing technology would be the satellite, okay? The man-made, the ugly, the fake, the, uh, the synthetic, the, what would we call that, the counterfeit, the knockoff can't stand it so um back to you james for the description of the southern cross because we are vikings and we are navigating and we took the long way around the equator instead of the shortcut like uh, howard hughes tooled around the north pole in his airplane and it's time for us to launch into the deep uh continue yeah, right. Uh, I When I was observing that, I would say that it was about 11 to 12 o'clock at night, by the way. I forgot to put the time uh, in there. And um, what time it was, was uh, I think in the spring of around 1993. I don't have that exact, <clears throat> those exact um, dates, but um, yes, um, it wasn't just the Southern Cross that was all different. It was everything else that was different. That was a, another thing that uh, I, I saw stuff that I'd never seen before. And um, so uh, that was my experience with the Southern Cross and the uh, the Southern Hemisphere, of course. So, um, But um, there's uh, other issues. By the way, uh, we're paying... Uh, I did the calculations yesterday... Up here, we're paying the equivalent of six U.S. dollars a gallon for our gasoline, and that's adjusted for a U.S. gallon, by the way. Um, I was going by a service station on Thursday, and uh, I did the calculation. So we're maybe a little more than six U.S. dollars a gallon. That's what we're paying for gas here. And um, also, uh, the interesting thing is, I don't think the Keystone Pipeline. Uh, has been uh, closed. It's been closed to you and me. But uh, I had kind of a revelation this week that it's that it is open, but it is pumping all the oil right down to Houston, and all that oil is being sent overseas. So I don't think they shut the thing down. They they said they did, of course, but uh, the <laughs> they're not going to tell the people uh, what's going on when it comes to oil. So. Um, there, there's those, uh, those uh, ideas. Really, I, to, I really appreciate to, that suspicion, yeah. too, because, again, this is just a little side note fact uh, to back up your uh, good suspicion there that there is a Avgas aviation-level octane gasoline pipeline that yeah. goes from the refinery in Richmond, California, to the... I guess the Top Gun facility over in Fallon in Nevada, F-A-L-L-O-N. And, you know, that was once the home of uh, an item called the L-O-R-A-N, an acronym for the low RAN. You know, it's all radiation and crap, and it's kind of ridiculous to be communicating with submarines from the middle of the Mm. desert in the United States uh, without consideration to the agriculture and the livestock and the people uh, in between the two. But, yeah, so uh, I really appreciate your uh, observation. Once again, uh, continue. Well, uh, yeah, because uh, people were talking about um, fuel and uh, whatnot, and then uh, uh, someone mentioned that there was no shortage of, of oil, um, they a caller into one of the programs, and I realized, yeah, that's right. That is absolutely true, and therefore, and bingo. Then I just thought of the Keystone Pipeline. I said, well, 
they haven't closed it down to, um, I mean, they have not closed it down. They closed it down to, to domestic uh, consumption, okay? But they haven't closed it down uh, in the sense that they're not making any money off it. Obviously, why, why would you build a, a pipeline like that? And then uh, more than 50% of the oil in Alberta, what's on that pipeline, is owned by Exxon now. Who's going to tell Exxon what they can do? Right? I mean, they're in the business to sell oil, and they can choose who they want to sell it to. And if it's not the local population, well, that's another issue, right? So, uh, there's yeah, you the, need a uh, serious, uh, you know, you need a serious woman like Sarah Palin and a group of uh, a handful, you know, of good friends around you, of good states men and women. You know, I think they need to adopt a new city or province up in uh, Ontario, and we'll call it uh, Stockholm, uh, because they already have the London, Ontario, and because of the actions or inactions of a certain uh, <clears throat> Justin Turdo, you know, we can have the Stockholm, Ontario, named in honor of his actions and behavior. And, and I, um, yeah, I really appreciate you doing the, the side research and looking into the uh, the permits and the certificates and um, interesting observation that I made, and this is just another fact, people, the California State Contractors Licensing Board, the document on file for Pacific Gas and Electric is in fact for clean water well drilling to provide clean drinking water. And we see their history with uh, the Hinkley water poisoning, that's Pacific Gas and Electric, and we see the San Bruno gas explosion. We see the Paradise Fire and a whole bunch of other fires. And by the grace of God, they're finally investigating a series of fires in northwest Reno where when the winds come a-whipping up and the lines start to arc and catastrophically spark and, um, you know, there's the incendiary device. Uh, so I hope that people would go back to the 2014 edition of the Reno Gazette Journal. I think it was September, uh, middle of the month, maybe the 14th, covering a series of fatalities and deaths and mass casualties when you have two or more deaths in the same common event uh, back there, yeah, 2014, and get the uh, testimony and get the transcripts from your fire inspector, from your fire chief, and wonder why, hmm, did the utility company come in here and remove and tamper with evidence? Better not be, because the big judge is coming. <laughs> Back to you, James. Yeah, I, uh, I understand they've got a radio frequency emitter problem down there. Is that true? <laughs> like, yeah, what do you uh, call it, microwaves? Uh, yeah, and it's so bad. In fact, people here, I'm I'm just gonna um, I'm gonna hop in here and let you know that yeah, you have tools that you need to use. Let your friends in Canada know about TLBtalk.com. And get signed up there, support it, protect it, use it if you need it, and go to antennasearch.com. Now, don't do this now. Write this down. Take some notes. You're going to get some good homework, and you're going to have to do the work. And it's not going to be from your armchair. You're going to have to go do this. So antennasearch.com, put in your neighbor's address or put in your government center address and print out the results. A friend of mine up in the beautiful Marin, Santa Rosa area uh, had over four, one, two, three, four hundred smart meters, cell towers, structures, devices, antennas. And this was well over a decade ago. I looked up Las Vegas, and there were, in fact, so many devices delineated by a red dot a circle that you could not see the word Las Vegas. 
when I looked up an address in Reseda, R-E-S-E-D-A, not receding hairline, but Reseda, Southern California, there were, in fact, so many devices you could not see the name of the city or the street. And these, uh, these high-frequency um, power lines, high-voltage, high-frequency, it's bad news. And um, I'm grateful for the Amish. And, um, and I just wanted to pop into that I'm, uh, at this point in time, I'm really looking forward to bringing on some of my uh, former sponsors from snowboarding. Uh, to advertise and make my hour a sustaining hour on Republic Broadcasting Network would so appreciate that uh, because I do not endorse herbs of any kind ever uh, because herbs are drugs and when I use them in practice it's because the patient's body, uh, usually a doctor of some sort, has told me that it's either herbal or homeopathic or allopathic or nutrition that is to fix the weak link in their particular body. And since I am a postdoctoral applied kinesiologist, I use the acupuncture meridians and a whole bunch of other cool tools from um, 59 years of uh, dedication and work. And um, it's a real privilege to serve and that's what makes you a leader and so yeah <laughs> I may be the senator eventually maybe the sheriff in this town uh, maybe I don't know governor congress critter <laughs> oh I just uh I really I really miss John Statmiller and his great words of wisdom and uh he called me a hard charger with his own words, and I think he's right. You know, uh, my my other buddy, he he really liked the rhinoceros for his um, I guess his uh, what do you call that mascot? Yeah. <laughs> All right, back to you, James, and uh, thank you so much again. Yeah, it would be such a, a just a breathtaking experience to see a sixteen thousand foot mountain coming out of the South Pole. And, and it really is. The South Pole is truly Valhalla for the Scandinavian, for the Norwegian, for the Swede, because when you're standing at the South Pole, everywhere you turn your face is pointing north. <laughs> you can't go wrong. Yep. It's, it's all winter. Yep. Every, every uh, direction is north, and it's all turning under you as you're going over it. And if you don't, you don't uh, change course in the right direction, you're not going to land on your uh, South America or Africa. You're going to land somewhere in the middle of the Atlantic or somewhere in the middle of the Pacific. And uh, what was that? Uh, that the very, uh, very great uh, pilot. Uh, Amelia Earhart. Now, that's an interesting one to look at. What happened to Amelia? Uh, people are still talking about that, I think, uh, to this day. And um, she was supposed to land in Howell Island to uh, re-gas re, uh, up again, and she never made it. So um, when you, you know, these are the things that are uh, the perils of flying overseas, right? Um, and... Um, we don't know what happened, but uh, I just wanted to say uh, my local uh, Walmart now, I went there a couple of days ago, and now I, I no longer have to wear a mask. And they never asked me about the vaccine passport. I thought they were going to they were going inst- to um, initiate that in January of this year. But um, I went in the end, I went there to, at the end of January and had the booth set up, but nobody was was checking for passport vaccine passports but you had to wear a mask and now a couple days ago i realized or they they took the whole thing down i don't know if that's going to be permanent or what whether these guys are going to uh, they're doing this just for a a lull to give us all some kind of respite and um, i don't think uh, it's exactly uh, clear what they're going to do they might just uh, lock down again in a couple of months so 
there's my Walmart story. <laughs> Thank you for the update. Yeah, I try not to uh, right. visit the city very often. And as a matter of fact, for a couple of years, I didn't even go to Reno or, or Carson. I would just, you know, beg or borrow somebody to pick up my goodies if I needed anything. And my hair ended up growing at least a foot in length during that time. And it was so cool because I rode my, I poached this mountain bicycle out of the yard and I'd ride it in a blizzard at night to go grocery shopping with a flashlight just so I wouldn't have to deal with idiots and, and their cell phones and everything. And um, I wanted to, uh, you know, because I've got classic cars, so they're always insured, you know, against theft, but I didn't play the registration and gas game. And it's been way over six bucks a gallon up here for quite some time. And it's been over five a gallon uh, hair weight heretofore, you know, uh, before this point in time. And it's always been, you know, stuff like two bucks more a gallon up here uh, in the, the Tahoe area. So um, one really important thing I wanted to touch on is um, the fact that when when I do utilize herbs, it's Medi, M-E-D-I, herb through uh, standard process. It is only available through uh, licensed healthcare professionals that have insurance and are bonded in case they uh, hurt somebody. But, you know, our insurance is usually less expensive than car insurance because we don't hurt people and, and screw them up. So... Um, the beauty about MediHerb being out of Australia is that they have the, the Queensland University, they have the Southern Cross University, uh, Dr. James DeVos. I wonder if that's your secret name, James, that you're this Ph.D. scientist and you just didn't tell me. But anyway, uh, quality issues are very important, and nothing makes it to the bottle, to the shelf, to the patient, to the doctor until it's gone through these tests. So super quick uh, copy here. In 2003, MediHerb received samples of vaccinium myrtillus or bilberry fruit extracts, which differed in behavior to that normally received. The standard methods of determining the anthrocyanin content at this time was a spectrophotometric assay. A-S-S-A-Y. I didn't say asshat. Using this method, anthocyanin levels of two extracts were found to be 25% as claimed by the manufacturers. So here we have a false claim with only one quarter of the anthocyanins. Anyway, uh, when high-performance liquid chromatography, HPLC, and you know, anything that is sold publicly is going to be subject to that level of scrutiny, especially if someone's trying to sell it to uh, moi. Anyway, the HPLC was used. However, one extract only had 9% of the anthocyanins, probably not derived from the uh, initial V myrtillus, but from another species as well as an adulterant chemical. So I hate substitutions. I hate adulterants. Anyway, the adulterant chemical. This adulterant was subsequently identified using high-pressure liquid chromatography, HPLC, mass spectroscopy, and, James, your favorite nuclear magnetic resonance imaging. Uh, they discovered that this was amaranth, now listen to this chemical name, 3-hydroxy-4, and then in parens, 4-sulfo-1-naphthalenyl azo, and then 2,7-naphthalene disulfonic acid trisodium salts that some... Uh, Asshat put a synthetic dark red dye in to the product. It was evident that when deliberate adulteration occurs in an extract, a spectrophotometric assay is inadequate 
to accurately determine the levels of compounds such as the anthocyanins. This has led to a change in the standard method of analysis for bilberry extracts to a more sophisticated method of analysis. HPLC, HPLC with photodiode array detection to counter this form of adulteration. The results of this discovery by the MediHerb team were published. Journal of Agricultural Chemistry and Food Science, 2006, volume 54, pages 7,378 to 7,382, and led to regulators around the world to review accepted test methods for Bill Berry. The British Pharmacopoeia also changed the method of analysis for bilberry as a result of this discovery. And the HPLC profile is pictured here below. So, those hags <laughs> for doing any less. And um, I just, I love chemistry. I love physics. I love biochemistry. And I'm the biggest nerd. And I'm proud of it. And I'm so glad to be able to bring this to the listeners and to the doctors and nurses and family, FNP, you know, the nurse practitioners and all the cool people out there. So, haha, how about that? Do you like that, James? Well, you know, the trick in uh, making polymers is if you can't get the viscosity you want in your polymerization, you throw in about five gallons of urethane, and that'll body it up real fast. <laughs> but <laughs> that's fudging the formula, which is what you're talking about. But the cool thing is you can make really good skateboard wheels out of urethane and um, uh, oh, stuff like that. Yeah. yeah, right. And uh, I assume that those people uh, selling the herbs uh, didn't keep those uh, herbs on a damp uh, concrete floor before they uh, put them in the filling machines. But, hey, we never know. But, um, yeah, I appreciate what you're saying. And and I, you know, I really value, you know, and appreciate you having the knowledge and the wisdom and the experience to to uh, absorb such things that come out of my mouth. Well, molecular weight is important. That's what I always say. You don't have the molecular weight right. Well, what are you doing? You know, that's another thing. Yeah, yeah. What are you selling? What's the so, mechanism of action here? Yeah, what right, is the, right. Oh, give me. And the cool thing is this little tiny catalog has 400 references in it, meaning the scientific papers, the peer-reviewed journals, the triple-blinded studies, and that's just the product catalog. All right. Thank you again. This has been another scorching episode of the Grand Jury Reawakening with your host, Dr. Kelly. Get in there, support RBN, and uh, I'll see you soon. Thanks, RBN. Are you sick of censorship? TLB Talk is the cure. TLB stands for truth, liberty, and balance. We are the newest and most unique social media platform to hit the internet. We were built out of necessity because Big Tech, Big Pharma, and Big Brother are out of control. The only thing bigger than them is when we the people are united. With that vision, TLB Talk was born. Our battlefield is in cyberspace. The battle we're in can be won by clicks of buttons and voting with your wallet. TLB Talk has no hidden agendas, no corporate funding, and we do not sell, trade, or give away any of your information. Our platform runs off of generous donations of members and merchandise profits. So please, check out our site. It's the best around. And be sure to stop by our store. It's loaded with items that'll have you feeling a sense of member pride and victory. Come unite with us today at TLBTalk.com and join the social media revolution. This is RBN, the Republic Broadcasting Network.